0: Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle, encouraging you to remove that label, that title, that position, or even that social media status and focus on your kingdom status by knowing you belong to God first. And when God is first, that's when you can fit in, even when you don't, because you know you belong. Welcome to the show. I got a lot of joy, 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 joy down in my heart today because I have no other than my sister from another Mr. Crystal Joy. Welcome to the studio, so to speak.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to be here. So delighted to be here. Everybody uses that song in reference to me and it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It,
0: it doesn't get tired with you. It doesn't get tired and it's it's definitely appropriate. Let me just introduce our audience. Just a few things I know about her. Crystal Joy, first of all, just a creative, creative soul out there. Artist, author, speaker, woman of God morning show host joy in the morning in Nashville Tennessee and um, she's probably the only person I would say there's very few people in my life that I would get on the road and do a road trip to go <laughs> see their play without them even knowing that I'm coming but she's a person I will do that for because by far just awesome 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 so welcome to the show Crystal
1: Oh, I'm excited. Thank you so much. So sweet of you. I really
0: wanted to invite Crystal to the show because we know what's been going on in this world. But I haven't recorded a show. And Crystal, I haven't aired. I had some shows to air. But I didn't feel right, given where we are as a country, airing the shows I had in stock without saying something to people about what's going on. And so when Crystal and I just briefly, she encouraged me, sent me something to encourage me over the weekend, I'm like, Man, it's time for her to come on to the show. And her ministry is called Crystal Joy Ministries. And I love her subtitle. It's called Finding Christ in Crazy. And if you're at home right now in quarantine and when you're locked up with a bunch of kids or a bunch of family, you really don't. I mean, you love them, but let's keep it real. This is the most time you spent with them in decades. But (laughs) this is a time we all got to find Christ in Crazy. So I'm titling this episode after her ministry. You belong in Christ, not in crazy. So tell us some more.
1: <laughs> tell us some more about how we how we do that,
0: Crystal. How do we do that?
1: Uh, I think that it's it's much more helpful. i would say it's easier if you've already started with a foundation in Christ. Mm-hmm. And even if that foundation is, oh I just gave my life to Christ last week, well that's fine. At least your heart is open and it is tuned in to the Holy Spirit because you have accepted Christ. It's, it's going to be challenging, I believe, for those who do not know Christ. Because when it comes to who God is and how he works, it's where I really got the subtitle, or let's just say the tagline for Sea Joy Ministries of Finding Christ in Crazy. I went through a very tumultuous time about uh, seven years ago where anything that could happen did happen. Mm. And the only thing that I would periodically say in the midst of it all, whether it was tears or anger or what have you is, man, this is crazy. God, where are you? This is crazy. And, (laughs) That's where that came from because he showed me that he was in the midst of the crazy, and he was the one that allowed the crazy. And sometimes we are contributors to the crazy. Oh, yeah. But oh my goodness, making poor choices uh, from time to time, and then sometimes it's totally out of ignorance. Yeah. And sometimes those choices are out of what we believe or want to believe is the next step or the direction God is taking us. Now, as far as the things that are taking place now with the uh, coronavirus, this is nothing new. It's not like God is sitting on a throne saying, oh, no, what have I done? You know, no, not in the least. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it was reinforced when I was listening to Dr. Miles Monroe. Mm -hmm. Now, we all know that he is deceased now. But here's the part that scared me. Mm -hmm. that is so common even in the word of God is the whole time he, when I saw the title about crisis, I clicked on it, overcoming uh, in a crisis. I thought, okay, this man is dead. So Mm -hmm. he must be talking about something else. But throughout the entire sermon, I'm going, wait a minute. He is dead, right? Right. (laughs) Why why does it sound like he's talking about now? Mm -hmm. And I listened to other uh, titles that he had about crisis. And these are crises, did I say that right, (laughs) that has already transpired, of course, because the man has passed away, but there were so many similarities there. Mm -hmm. There was so much of an essence of panic, of shock, of fear, of anger, of everyone pointing the finger and blaming, oh, if they had, oh, if the Democrats, the Republicans, oh, it's the Chinese, it's the Africans, and. And how does that help anybody? Because once the the tsunami takes place, the last thing you need to hear is, this is God's fault, or this is a particular political party's fault, or a particular race's fault. No, you need help, and you need to find peace within that so you know how to recognize the voice of God, of course, if, if you know the Lord. Recognize the voice of God to know what to do next. And then in in the process of what to do next, what have I done wrong? Now, as your average civilian, so to speak, and you're in a household, if you're single and you're uh, in your home alone, oh my goodness, that's ample time for you to seek God, not just for yourself and where you should be uh, and where you did not tune in the way you need it to, to, to his voice, but also Lord God, what can I do to help someone? Because one of the other things that I remember, uh, miles Monroe saying was that there's a very wealthy billionaire. who's a Christian who created and developed, uh, plastic meaning, uh, plastic cups, plastic forks, uh, all of the things that we use as far as eating is concerned or storage is concerned. He's the one that, that it comes from his company, and then, of course, it filters elsewhere. But he said there are two things that we make a mistake of doing that we should not do, that should be numero uno when you come into a crisis. And one is to continue to be generous. And if you haven't been before, continue to do so. Yeah. There's something about moving in faith when you are generous. Yeah. Yes, we are all looking in our refrigerator, going, "Well, I won't eat the whole apple today. Maybe I'll eat a third of the apple, and hopefully, it won't rot before I get to it." You know, you Crystal, start. I will thinking-
0: cash app you. I know you ain't sitting there with one apple, but okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so sweet. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a bargain hunter, honey. I'm a big bargain hunter. Mm-hmm. I believe everybody should do that. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to because you, if you're grappling, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Then you are not trusting. And it's a decision that's made in spite of the fear. It pushes the fear out because there's a determination that, God, I don't know how you're going to do this, but I trust you. Sometimes it's a constant saying, I'm going to trust you. Now, that's, that's not just with singles. That's with everyone across the board. So with singles, the only reason I'm saying that is uh, a lot of times you have a, a surplus that you don't even realize that you have, and you just have to use some ingenuity about how to go about it. Now, if you are with family and you have one or more persons living with you, the dynamics of the negative sometimes enhances because you have nowhere to go <laughs> except maybe to sit on the porch or something, but... In that time, you're going to have to deal with whatever the challenge is, and ask God to help you to do that. Because sometimes it's a thing of, let's just say, it's a couple, and one or the other parties is actually having an affair, and now they can't go see their quote unquote uh, significant other, and they may oh be on the goodness. phone or they may be uh, zooming. In oh to, my goodness! You to had to go talk. To Oh, honey, I'm telling you, because I've been there, I've been there. And you're sitting there thinking, hello, hello, we're in a crisis. This is where the love really kicks in. And if they're already tied into demonic behavior, and that is demonic, Mm -hmm. if they're already tied into their flesh and they're making me feel good, and oh, this could be the last day of my life, I'd rather be with the one that I love, then their mind is not even in tune with that. So, the other party needs to take that time to intercede, to ask for God, because if their attitude has changed and their, their heart has changed, it's because they have made a gradual decision based upon another lie, a gradual decision to go in the wrong direction. And usually when people are in that mindset, they're going to write, not just um, as far as a relationship is concerned, but even as far as uh, addictions are concerned. They know they're wrong. They realize they're wrong but they have allowed the enemy to convince them that they are right. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in the household with uh, troubled children, uh, whether they're troubled because of depression or drug issues or in a, inappropriate behavior, anything that is not like God, it will, of course, add an edge to the situation mm-hmm. because you have nowhere to go. You right. have to face the demon. Mm -hmm. Now, you cannot face them alone. Sometimes you have to go to another room or to another spot. Sometimes it's good to quietly go to a corner and seek the Lord. Sometimes in the midst of it, you have to whisper in your spirit, Holy Spirit, please help me to know how to handle or how to respond. Because sometimes our response adds fuel to the situation. Now, you see how all of this sounds crazy? <laughs>
0: you you just, I mean, I got to break it down. She's told us about three to four different crazy situations. I noticed how the more intense the family, she went from the single life, what could be crazy, of provision and having enough and then giving to the marriage that may be uh, already on its way, on its last leg, and this crazy might drive it further to even the children. So, yeah, I see it, but I love what oh, you yeah. said earlier. I mean- it depends on where you are in finding Christ in the crazy. Right, you can see yourself through that. So what you were saying earlier really connected crazy in all different levels. Is crazy in singleness. There could be craziness in your marriage. There could be craziness with your children. But and things going on through all of that, you can still find Christ in that. But like you said, some people don't have Christ already to begin with. So where do they go about intercession? And so that's why I encourage having some good counselors, advisors, and even if you do know Christ, you still might need some mental health counselors and (laughs) five people in your life to help you in this season. And one thing, my heart goes out to uh, crisis counselors and psychologists right now. I had one person share with me, what do people do if they're in the house and they're battling the addiction, like you said, right now, now you're at stay at home and You can't talk to your counselor privately without going into the bathroom because everyone's at home. So they literally have no place to try. So here it is. I'm creative like Crystal Joy. I'm sitting there battling. Okay, maybe they could like text each other. I'm like, you wouldn't want to put all your business
1: in text. (laughs) <laughs> and someone find it, yeah. But
0: I spent like three hours one day trying to help this counselor out figure out. Well, how can this person still get the help they need and feel heard, but in a way that's confidential during this season where they can't even get out the house? So, right. I was just like, wow. I guess you go sit in the garage. I guess you go take that walk, um walk around the parking lot there you and go. to the park, there and you, go. you know, talk to the counselor that way. But just being intentional, and even if you. Think you're okay. Like, you know, you might think like, Oh, I'm not battling anything that's crazy. Trust me, the more time we have <laughs> idle to sit at home, the more crazy thoughts hit your path. Or if no, you're like me, no. who's a who's a reform workaholic myself, you sitting there no. coming up all different types of plans. You're like, wait a minute, it's this guy <laughs> or do I have too much time on my hands so I side and built a whole nother country? <laughs>
1: See, oh my goodness, you are, get out of my house, okay? Just move forward out of my house. It's, mm-hmm. I love, there was one word that you said that stuck yeah. with me, and that is intentional.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that we all need to come to the realization that the choices that we make are intentional. And we need to recognize the motivation behind those choices and if the if the motivation behind it is not let me see if i can say this right if the choices that you're making continues to put you back in the same situation apparently and obviously that's insanity
0: Absolutely. And the, the thing of the paradigm I, or kind of the lens I've been using lately, I work with a group called At Work on Purpose, and we've been doing, um, looking at how people make choices. Are you making it from, uh, and the way I summarized it up, I said, it sounds like we're talking about lust or love in my make. Bingo. And think about it, even <laughs> people hoarding toilet paper, that's a lust. I, I want to have it. And so, or to change a different language, greed or seed. Am I making this choice out of greed for whatever it is? Or am I making this choice out of seeding into the future, investing, knowing something good is going to come for, seeing that this time is an opportunity. So I'm going to seed into this preparation. I'm going to seed into this time with my family. I'm going to seed into this checking on my neighbors. I'm going to seed more love into the community. So am I going to choose this time to be greedy and greed out of greed, take, 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 take with my hand? ready to grasp and close up or am I going to have my hand open to spread the love of God to see and to mm. encourage other people to always see not just a glass half full but daggone I'm going to build a glass for somebody else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know the, the part where you said greed immediately what comes to my mind is fear. Yep. It still ties into the enemy. Yep. It ties into um, thinking that if I don't get all I can get while I can get it, and you mentioned the toilet paper thing, I don't know if I'm gonna tell you my toilet paper story. <laughs> <laughs> I might put myself out there and that's Come okay. Come on, tell it. it. All right, all right, the toilet paper story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna try to keep it as as tactful as possible. Oh, when I was growing up, <laughs> don't freak out, you won't have to edit this. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, we were, my dad is a full-time pastor in the, in the Methodist tradition. And I don't know any wealthy pastors in in that tradition or I might say even in other traditions because uh when it comes to the church, you know you have to depend on tithes and offerings, but if people don't have that mindset of understanding what the word says about that, then you're not going to even you're not going to even survive in it pretty much, but he had to work other jobs, and when he wasn't able to get another job or if if things did not work in such a way that he could work a, a second or third job. Then things were tight and I remember the one time when we lived in Pennsylvania and we had uh, overheard my parents fussing and and determining whether or not they would get the toilet paper or something else for for dinner because we needed to eat. And the <laughs> The contrast with that is after you eat, then you need toilet paper. So uh, they decided, my mom came up with this quote unquote brilliant idea that you can substitute toilet paper for, uh, what do you call it? Uh, phone books, something that has just diminished in our world only in the past, what, 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And when she, when I heard her say, That we could use the yellow pages. What? I thought, oh God. So if you have no other choice, then that's what you use because nothing else is in the house no paper towels, no box of tissue, that kind of thing. So I remember at some point somebody coming to the door and me freaking out and praying that they would not ask to use the phone book. so they can find a certain number. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. And I swore in that moment, and sometimes we have to remember, but like I said before, motivation. Why Mm -hmm. do we go to these extremes? Motivation. Mm -hmm. I swore that there would never, ever, ever. I, I didn't even care if I was starving. There would never be a time that I would, my household would not have sufficient toilet paper. Now that, Went to another extreme,
0: mm.
1: where when I had my my foot, my blood sister, uh, my my sweetheart, she when she lived with me, and her best friend, who became my best friend as well, lived with me as well, and they couldn't understand that why when I would go to the store, how excited I was that Scott Tissue had these twelve pack toilet paper.
0: Scott is not oh. a sponsor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, get oh. yes, that as a sponsor. So, I would have like two of them, two 12-packs in the house. And when I would get down to the final pack of 12, I was freaking out. I was like, Krista, where are you going? I said, i going to get some toilet paper. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I finally sat down and explained why I was doing that. And while I was explaining it, they, you know, uh, my best friend was sitting there going, so now God is not going to give you toilet paper when you need it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, this really is stupid, isn't it? So we have to be cognizant of our the, the purpose behind, the motivation behind the things that we do and the things that we choose to do. And it's definitely common something we have to consider individually and it's compounded when you're married Mm. because you have to be in tune with your spouse and yourself and you have to be able to read where they're coming from and only reason I'm saying that is so you know how to respond and sometimes if they touch a nerve and you're going to have a lot of nerves being touched (laughs) during this time. If they touch a nerve and you and the Holy Spirit helps you to see the motivation behind it, you still have to check yourself before you respond Mm -hmm. because sometimes that, that enemy even gets in between that and gets you thinking, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. That's the last time he's going to say something that crazy to me. I'm going to bust him upside his head. And that is not the route you take. That is not what you do. No. no. Immediately you say, okay, God. All right. Uh, I see he's up to no good. Um, how do I respond to them? And There's scripture that talks about how a soft word turns away wrath.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Not just wrath with the other person, but wrath within you. Ooh. And... The spirit behind it has to be rooted and grounded in the word, or else you would pop off in a minute. And I've seen times in my former marriage where there were moments that I'm like, man, why did I say that? I should have said it this way. Mm-hmm. I should have said it that way. And having the guts enough, and I don't, I don't want to say guts, I'll just say having the humility, Ooh, to say, there you go. I'm word. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Even if you're married to someone, come on, Jesus. Mm. If you're married to someone that slaps that apology back in your face mm. and says you're lying, you're trying to use me, you're trying to manipulate me, you're trying to do blah 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 blah, and you're standing there going, Wow, I just humbled myself. I, I just, I'm seriously, I apologize for it. Oh, you're just up. And if that continues to escalate, then you just say, well, you know what? Uh, if you choose to think that way, then there's nothing I can do about that. But I love you and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a challenge because you're dealing with two different personalities, two different issues two different backgrounds, two different ways of coping or dealing or protecting oneself. Because in essence, that's what we're trying to do. Even if you have someone, but we have to remember that the one that we trust to protect us, to watch over us is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that ties into the next question of what if you're in a household where abuse is taking
0: place yep that's where i was going to go next you knew it
1: that's a tough cookie right there and especially
0: no. during these times like oh yeah
1: absolutely and that's why that's one of the reasons why because I, I kept thinking god who can i reach out to because i'm not really aware fully aware of who is dealing with any type of abuse at this time mainly because those who are being abused a lot of times will not say anything out of embarrassment or fear. And and that's usually how the enemy does it. And those who are obviously dealing with some form of abuse, I am not aware of right now. And so when I was sitting at work last night, I have the freedom to work on my computer as as much as I like. Uh, But I was thinking, God, who can I reach out to or, or how can I get the word out? So I started posting things about if you're considering suicide, if you're going through abuse, good. if you're dealing with depression and praying that God will get that information out to them or to someone who's connected to them. Now, if you're in a household where you're dealing with the abuse, even if you don't know the Lord, that's how wonderful my God is. Ask God to help you. And I know some people are like, well, if God is really there. Why didn't he stop this? Why didn't he do this? And why didn't he do that? And my answer to everyone uh, initially is that God gave us something that is so wonderfully fantastic on one hand mm-hmm. and so absolutely awful on another. Mm-hmm. And that is a will. He has mm-hmm. given everybody a will to do Whatever they choose to do
0: yeah yeah
1: and that's where the, the the pain comes in and that's where the Holy Spirit comes in uh, to lead God and direct you into uh, finding the best way possible to deal with a given situation. The mm-hmm. other thing is uh, the one thing that abuse works on is your mind now. The Bible constantly talks about how the enemy is a roaring lion and seeking whom he may devour. Now, how does he devour? Think about that lion. I remember this pastor saying this and I was like, ah, that is so true. He didn't, it, it doesn't say he is a lion taking his claws and ripping your flesh to shreds. It doesn't say that he is a lion. Uh, coming to take a big bite out of your brain or your hip or, or, or bite your hand off. No, he is a roaring lion, a roaring lion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just a whole lot of lip, yeah. <laughs> as somebody would say. He's just throwing all of these negative, destructive, seeking whom he may devour. And what is the first, before we do anything, before we make any steps, we have to think it first. It hits our mind first. So what is the best way for him to attack us in our thoughts? Mm -hmm. Now, and once you get, make up your mind, and it's a fight, if you are being abused to repeat the scriptures, and if you don't know God, to continue to say, Lord God, I trust you in this. Lord God, I trust you in this. I will not go crazy from this. I will not become depressed from this. I will not retaliate. And retaliate means that, you know, unless it's absolutely, I'm pushing it for that. But you, you have to protect yourself in the sense of life and death. I'm, I'm not going to go against any of that. But you also have to protect your mind. You have to protect your mind. After dealing with um, several sexual assaults from a so-called best friend's father when I was 11 years old. It -hmm. was interesting when I got into social work years later, I couldn't understand how people say that they block something out. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I did not remember any of that until I was asked to speak at a women's conference. Wow. And I sat before the Lord and I, I said, Lord, what am I saying to them? What am I saying to them? And he brought the images back to me. Mm. And I could feel the rush of, of emotions from every direction in that. And I'm like, I'm not telling anybody that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you kidding me? And he said, well, you said you wanted to help them. You wow. would be surprised how many people are dealing with that. So you need to be honest with it. And I'm going to help you to deal with that in this moment. Mm. And it it was devastating, but it was delicious. <laughs> delicious. It was oh, it was crazy,
0: Christ but and crazy. Oh
1: mm-hmm. my God! And to find him in that mm-hmm. means that I have to be intentional. Yep, and yeah. nothing else was working. <laughs> It was my motivation unconsciously behind some of the things and some of the ways that I saw other people, especially men. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so we have to be cognizant of that. And sometimes if you're not, the, I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost will do it, honey. And God is so gracious and he's so good to you that he will tell you the truth about you. But he won't tell you in a nasty way. He always unfolds he has manifold wisdom, that's in the word too, about how he unfolds, how he teaches you about you hmm. and then about your surroundings. Um, there's there's something so powerful about seeing him in the midst of craziness where right. you think he doesn't see it, but he does. He does right. see it.
0: Yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking about some notes I had written down yesterday. When you can find Christ in crazy, you can O-A-T, overcome all things. And that's all things. Uh, 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 and, you know.
1: I think I'm going to steal something. <laughs> enjoy
0: sharing <laughs> with us how to find Christ in crazy. We all need to do that in this time, in this season. Thanks for coming on the show. Any way people can reach out, keep in touch with you. You prefer how people Oh,
1: yeah, out. sure, sure. Uh, they can always reach out to me on my website at cjoyministries.com. That's C-J-O-Y ministries.com. Um, and uh, they can also contact me through contact cjoy at gmail.com. And
0: Instagram, on Instagram, you are? Yes,
1: I'm contact C. Joy.
0: Contact Contact C. Joy. Joy. Awesome. And then if we're ever driving through the Nashville area or online, we could uh, listen to you on what days and times?
1: Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'm on 92.1 on the dial if you're listening on your radio. If you want to listen anywhere, in the world you just go to 92q nashville.com that's 92q com, and that's a nine numeral nine numeral two the word nashville.com and click on once you get on the website click on listen live and you can listen that way as well
0: awesome awesome well thanks for coming on today I, i'm sure i have to have you back and uh oh, tell yes. us more oh, about finding christ and crazy and. And that's all we have time for on today's episode of You Belong. As always, I'm your host, Author D. Michelle, inviting you to reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at Author D. Michelle. And that's Michelle with two L's. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter at Know You Belong. And that's K N O W Y O U B E. L-O-N-G. And remember, you belong.